most wonderful show is Keeping Up With The Joneses. Hello, darling. Hello, AJ Jones. My, what a deep voice you have. All the better for Barry Whiting you. <laughs> Wait, is Barry Whiting a verb? I'm pretty sure it isn't. I have to say I'm digging my voice. Yes, except I'm not digging the coughing that comes with your voice because it keeps me awake at night. Well, to be honest, see, look, now I sound a little bit more caramelly. Yes, that's much better. Whereas earlier, I sounded mm-hmm. like the man from the trailers. <laughs> it kind of goes in and out, doesn't it? <laughs> I feel like I've been gargling with razor blades and sandpaper. Nice. I haven't had a sore throat. It's just I've developed this little cough. <laughs> uh, it's a it's a bit louder than that, but yeah. that was a, a lovely, dainty demonstration. I know, but as a result, my, my throat is a little hoarse from... I feel like I've been or yelling. a little frog. <laughs> like a little frog. <laughs> it's been an interesting week because Tia, our seven-year-old, had a fever for like five days. Yeah. She took, had flu B. She had flu B. A flu, a, the B variation of the flu. Yes. So she didn't have any vomiting or anything like that. She was just, she was just was hot for five days, had a fever for five days. Mm-hmm. She's so sweet though. She just sort of laid around and ate popsicles. She was like somebody on spring break. But she doesn't really complain. No. So. And we went to Atlanta and I was like, babe, I feel bad leaving you. Do you want us to stay? And she said, well, who's looking after me? I said, well, Miss Cindy's looking after you. She was like, do I get popsicles every hour? And I said, yes. She was like, then I'm fine. Go. <laughs> she and, drives a hard bargain. And in fairness, on the Monday, she didn't have a fever. Well, that's what's the, crazy. The we left. She didn't have a fever. It's just that it came back on the Tuesday. Right. And I don't think I have anything, just to clarify. I just, I got less than an hour sleep last night and I have no idea why. I wasn't, I, well, I guess earlier on in the evening I was coughing, mm-hmm. but then I got up and I was bored and I watched, I watched police stop videos on YouTube, but the that UK police. That sounds like a great use of your time, darling, when you could have been sleeping instead you're watching police stop videos on YouTube. But my point was I was trying to sleep and I couldn't. It's hard to sleep while you're watching police stop I, I don't think you're picking up what I'm throwing down. I don't think you're picking up what I'm throwing down. Anyway, the end Isn't result there was... some sort of scientific thing about the whole screen from your light, the light from your screen coming into your eyes makes you stay awake at night and the blah, 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 the blue light or something? I'm sure there's scientific evidence for everything. Okay. The, whatever acts you have to grind, you can find either biblical or scientific evidence for. Okay. I will. I'll find it. Okay, great. <laughs> So, wait a minute, what did we do this week? We were in Atlanta Monday and Tuesday. We were. We uh, we went on a staff retreat, the school staff, and uh, it was great fun. We went. You, you really bond together when you're stuck in a car with people. It's true. It's true. The um, conversation was fascinating. We went to a really interesting place that was similar to the factory in, in terms of its feel, but sort of like... Super upgraded. I mean, there was like a Williamson Sonoma and some a whole bunch of different eater, eat, eateries. Yeah. All yeah. I can remember is that we went to the Coca-Cola factory. Yes. And I saw the giant big safe where the secret formula for Coke is supposedly stored. Yeah. I, I have my suspicions that there isn't anything in that safe. Well, here's, I thought so too, but then some smart aleck on our tour tried to put in a pin number on the safe and the whole thing shut down. And they had to reset everything. Is that why we got locked out for so long? The security guards were not happy. Oh my gosh. But yeah, they shut everything down. Because we were behind you. We, you went in for that sort of round of, of looking at the vault and the rest of the team got sort of cut off from you. And we were standing there forever. And the lady looked sort of like 
panicked. And then she was like, sorry, it's just going to be a few more minutes. Sorry. You know, so we were like, this is weird. Is this the part where we're supposed to tell everybody this is going to be a short podcast? Oh, yeah. This is going to be a short podcast. Okay. Well, then should we skip the tour to Atlanta and get on with the rest of the week? What else happened? Um, what my, else did happen? My sister and brother-in-law are in town. It's very true. They came in on Thursday. Um, got here like pretty, pretty good time. And so we've had a wonderful visit. When I went to church this morning, everybody said she must be your sister. Oh, well, cause you guys look alike. See, well. You do. And you sound alike. We sound alike. She has these soft dulcet tones. You have a similar smile, similar teeth. <laughs> oh, poor girl. Well, hers are slightly more straight. Go on. A big <laughs> She's the spitting image of my mother. She is. She's how I remember my mom. Now. Granted, my mum was never as trendy as my sister, but the smile, the face, the mannerisms, right, right, the lip smacking at you know lunch, the expressions, the size, everything—it's like, oh my gosh, you are a living representative of my mother, which is very <laughs> funny. Yeah, and then uh, their kids and our kids are in in cousin utopia. Yeah, so just getting along like a house on fire. That's a good thing, right? I always wondered that expression is like getting along with like a house on fire. Is, is that a Canadian expression? No, it's a British expression too, but when you break it down, it's not very logical. No. They've been having a great time. <laughs> there you go. Much better. There you go. The big thing we announced this morning was the Moore Conference. Which is great because everybody has been emailing me or asking me about it, which is great. I love it. I love that there's interest. Yeah. So we are, we're super stoked. We're having uh, Kale Mumby and uh, Kale's actually a Canadian prophet. I just met him uh, a week or two ago, I went down to hear him minister in Alabama, and he just has a lovely spirit about him. Um, we and, heard about him from our friends at Catch the Fire. Right. Ben crazy, Jackson. crazy stories. Yeah, they were just like, hey, do you know Kale? And we're like, no. And they're like, we're kind of surprised he's not on your radar. We're like, tell us about him. So they told us some crazy stories. Yes. Crazy, crazy prophetic stories. Yes. And so uh, I asked around everybody I asked about Kale said, oh, he's amazing. Yeah. So we're really excited to welcome Kale to Grace Center. Yeah. He's going to be ministering exclusively. He's going to be our main speaker for the whole weekend. Yeah. We, you've got to love crazy Canadian prophets. I do. I like them a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can bond over your lack of Tim Hortons. Oh, Tim Hortons. Does he live in the States? No. He still lives in Edmonton. Oh, okay, I see. Mm-hmm. And then I want you to tell me who's leading worship. Let me hear your pronunciations. Kelly. Nope. Kaylee. Nope. Callie. Halligenthal. Very good. <laughs> Callie Halligenthal. In my defense, I've never met her yet. So, you know. And? And Hunter Thompson. Yeah. Callie Halligenthal and Hunter Thompson are two of Bethel Music's worship leaders. You've sung a bunch of their songs already. And we're excited that they're coming to lead worship along with our own in-house Grace and our worship team. So it's going to be an amazing weekend. When are oh, the dates? I'm so excited. Uh, it is May 19th and 20th. If you've never been to Grace Center... The Moore Conference is a great first step into the Grace Center world. Yeah, for sure. It's kind of like a gateway drug, though, because a lot of our friends who've come to the Moore Conference have ended up moving here. So you have been warned. <laughs> True. You've been warned. There you go. So, yeah, come go to gracecenter.us slash more. I'll put a link in the show notes all about the Moore Conference. We'd love to have you there. All right. Did we already mention we're having a short podcast? Did we tell them why? Why are we having a short podcast? Because you only slept an hour and a half last night. That's right. And after I finish recording this, I have to edit it and upload it. Yes. And here's the thing. I'd rather we have a short podcast than no podcast at all. Yes. Because we're, we're, we're humans on a, on a weekly rhythm. 
like Thursday night for me is sit down in front of Hulu and catch up on my weekly TV shows. Right. And if I sit down Thursday night and my TV shows are not there because I don't know, some TV scheduling program, I'm bummed. No, I get over obviously, but we're creatures of rhythm and habit. And I'd hate for you to wake up on a Monday morning and not have the sweet balmy voices of Alan and AJ to guide you through your Monday to start your week. Balmy? I don't know. <laughs> I'm on less than one and a half hours of sleep. Right. Okay. Well, we won't hold you responsible for any misuse of any words. Yeah. My vocabulary function needs to be upgraded. All right. But I have to say I'm digging my voice. I'm supposed to be speaking at Emanate tomorrow night. Yeah. Here, Here's the thing. Because I only slept less than an hour and a half, of course, I watched some cop videos, but I spent the vast majority of the night just talking to the Lord. I was, you know, wide awake. So I was praying for all our teams in all the different countries as they are in outreach. I was praying through this week. We've got a crazy busy week coming up. Mm -hmm. But I already talked to the Lord about what we're going to do on the podcast. I already talked to the Lord about uh, what I'm speaking on at m and I already talked to the Lord about our all-staff meeting. You know, all these things. I just ran through the whole week, which is great. So I super appreciate the Lord's shaperness in the wee small hours. Indeed. Our main topic for this week is devotion. So given you've got the download on what we're quickly speaking about on this podcast, uh, go, why don't you go for it? Well, I was thinking last night, I was thinking about how easy it is to miss the focus of the Christian walk. And okay. so what I mean by that is hopefully it all starts out in an abandoned pursuit of Jesus. You know, we encounter the Lord, we feel his vast affection, and as a result, we just have this explosive love for him. We're just like, oh, Jesus, you're amazing. And our hearts are just in complete devotion to him in, in worship and delight. And as an overflow of that delight, you find your heart wanting to do things for him. You know, whether that's Christian service, whether that's reading the Bible, praying, fasting, whatever. You know, right. You just you want to be with him. You want to be with him. So you find your heart motivation is to do all these things. The trouble is if we don't tend to the devotion part, we end up tending to the discipline part. And so what I mean by that is it is very, very easy. I know this. I've, I've, I've walked with the Lord for, I don't know, 30 plus years. It is very easy to confuse the discipline for the devotion. Right. Like, oh, look, I'm I'm doing these things. I'm going to church. I'm listening to Christian podcasts. I am serving in my church. I am doing all these things. And we confuse that with a simple heart devotion to Jesus. Right. The trouble is the doing will grow cold if the fire of devotion isn't continually stoked. Yes. And so we can think that we're being devoted by doing all these things, but eventually our steam runs out. And if we're not careful, we end up resenting all these things and we end up with this perspective like, oh, you know what? The Christian walk is just about doing things. And, and we're like, no, 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 you've just completely forgotten. And that's why I love that verse in Revelation where he says, you know, I, I um, repent and do the things you did at first. Mm-hmm. And I, I love that. And so I was just, in the small hours, I was just thinking, Lord, I want my life to be marked by simple devotion to Christ. Yeah. And... You know, I'm a I'm a leader, so I can I can think that I'm being devoted by working for him. And and this is, you know, this is a ditch on either side. It's not that Jesus doesn't want us to work for him, but he doesn't want us to work for him at the expense of loving him. Right. And 
And am I making anything? Yeah. Make sense? Well, it's that whole thing of he wants us to be human beings, not human doings. Like it's not just about the doing; it's about the being. It's about being found in him, right? And out of being found in him and real living relationship, then doing things because you love to do things for people that you love, not because you're earning something. Right. I think about the older brother. I like in the story of the prodigal son. I don't think I've had like a younger prodigal son. Maybe I have, but like, I think I identify more with the older brother in the prodigal son story. You know, he was doing everything right. And when his younger brother came back and the father was thrilled, the older brother actually reveals his heart. He's like, are you kidding me? Like all these years I've been slaving for you. You've never even given me so much as a young goat. And and the father's like, oh, my son, like everything I have is yours. And if we're not careful, if we don't check our, if if we are not connected at a heart to heart level, ironically, we begin to resent the person we're serving mm-hmm. because we're like, I'm doing all this stuff for you and you haven't even given me so much as a young goat. And the young goat varies from person to person, culture to culture. Right. So your young goat could be a spouse. Like, are you kidding me? I'm doing all this stuff and I'm still not married. Or it could be a healing or it could be a blessing or it could be, you know, whatever. And when we're demanding a young goat, <laughs> If you've just tuned into this podcast, it must sound super <laughs> random. But but when our hearts are feeling betrayed, it's usually because we've prioritized doing over devotion. Right. Right. Did I read the dictionary definition of devotion? Love, loyalty, or enthusiasm for a person. No, you didn't. I just think that's amazing. The Lord said to me the other day, he was saying, hey, Alan, if you're not worshiping me, you're worshiping something. Because as humans, we were made to worship and worship is the fuel to your fire. Right. And you can tell what you worship by the way you spend your time and your money. This suddenly sounds like a really serious super talk, but I was just meditating. I was just kind of doing stock of my life. I'm like, Lord, am I doing more for you than I am being more for you? And again, I don't think it's even about that. I think it's, I just have to be careful that I'm not fooling myself into thinking that my heart is in a position of adoration by the evidence of what I'm doing. Because right. I've just seen in my own life and in the lives of other people that we get burnt out and not realize that we let the light of our hearts grow cold. Right. And basically what you're talking about is, and you already referenced this uh, verse, but the, what comes before it is, you know, from Revelation 2 where he's speaking to the church at Ephesus and he says, you know, but I have this against you. You've left your first love. And then the instruction is, remember, therefore, from where you have fallen and repent and do the first works or else uh, I'm coming to you swiftly and will remove the lampstand of this out of this place unless you repent. Um, and you were talking about how it's saying, you know, repent and do the things that you did at first. Right. That's how you return to first love. And first love is more important than all the things because, you know, it lists off in that letter, hey, you're do- you hate evil and yeah, you're doing all the right things but actually you've left your first love and that's more important to me. Right. You know, so God is all about face to face relationship more than the doing or the checking off of the boxes. Mm -hmm. And, but I think out of face to face relationship, we do naturally check off some boxes because, you know, for example, because I love you, Alan. Yeah. I, I cook you dinner. I, you know what I mean? I do the things that are mine to do out of, I love you. And I, and I, I do that for you. Does that make sense? Yeah. So 
I'm not going to just sit here and go, I love you. I love you. I love you, but not actually do the things that care for you. And there, in, in many of the same ways, we do the same thing with the Lord. Like there's things that are the outworking of that expression of having a living relationship, but the living relationship needs to come first. Right. Yeah. And I think because we've been raised in performance oriented environments, homes and schools, yeah, we can confuse our doing for our loving. Yeah. And, and I'm not, I'm not saying that if we love, we, we do less. No, we, I think we probably do more. I think, I think Jesus is the main thing. And it's that old saying, if you keep the main thing, the main thing, then you're good. Gosh, I hope that means something to someone. Right. So there you go. That was our very short and uh, thoughtful podcast. <laughs> yeah, my, I guess my encouragement to you this week is, how are you doing on devotion? Where, where is your heart? Is your heart retreating from Jesus? Are you feeling like in deficit? Or are you feeling pursued by and in love with? Are you pushing in? Yeah, are yeah. you... Are you the recipient of his kind affection. Mm. Because no matter where you are today, no matter how well you think you're doing, the Lord is kindly disposed towards you. He's the kindest person you're ever going to meet. He's relentless in his affection for you and I. Yeah. And so the tragedy that we would is that we would miss his affection for any number of reasons, including good reasons in inverted commas like performance or working hard. Right. So... There you go. I hope that helps. There you go. Hey, you know what you look like you need? What do I look like I need? A listener's question. Okay. This is from Michelle. Okay. Michelle says, what is the best way to handle a friendship where the other person is more interested in relating than you are? If this were a guy and we were going on dates, I could have the DTR, you know, the defining the relationship talk, like, hey, I just don't see this thing going anywhere type of conversation. But with friendship, I don't want to hurt her feelings and tell her I'm not just interested I'm just not that interested in investing further time into this friendship because she's a really lovely person, but I also don't want to ignore her request to hang out. I prefer to be honest and upfront, but don't know how to do it in a gracious way. Yeah, I think it's hard to answer because, um, you know, without knowing uh, the length of relationship or all the details of that, like it's it's hard for us to say, yes, just go ahead and do this. Right. Um, and especially with, you know, we, we are always considering, you know, people's life languages and, and how they communicate and how they process information and all that kind of stuff. So again, with all, without any of that, I would be hesitant to say, yes, say this. Right. Um, but baby, you were saying, well, there's, you know, there's a spectrum, isn't there? Like yeah. it could be at one end or the other. Well, you know, with, with everything that AJ said, without knowing you, this person's personality, the length, the quality, the depth of this relationship, it's very hard to say, you know, where to land on this spectrum I'm going to give you. On the one end of the spectrum is relationships are naturally fluid. They're constantly changing. Like my daughter, Abigail, uh, has got new friends because she changed school. It's not that she decided her old friends suck. It's just that, you know, new school, new season. She doesn't see the old friends as much as she's the new friends. That's uh, that's just life. When I moved from Scotland to here, uh, I still love all my friends in Scotland, but I naturally see them way less than I do my friends who are in the neighborhood. Right. So, but, you know, there's seasons and cyclical yeah. patterns to life. Everybody's yeah. experienced the fact that when their friends get married they have less free time. So, you know, right. one end of the spectrum is life kind of takes care of prioritizing the relationships that are important to you. Mm-hmm. And the other end of the scale is sometimes you have to be very, very deliberate because if 
if life on the other end of the scale isn't clearly defining the relationship, sometimes it needs to be clearly defined. And sometimes it's that person coming to you and saying, hey, it just feels like we don't hang out anymore. And that's an open door. Say, oh, you know, oh, I'm so sorry if I've hurt your feelings. This is what my life looks like right now. Or sometimes you go to that person because they're not picking up what you're necessarily throwing down. Mm-hmm. Now, either end of that spectrum is rife with potential for hurt or for passive communication. But I think clearly your goal is to bring clarity and not want to hurt this person. And so I just think ask the Holy Spirit for help and for wisdom and let the relationship unfold. And if you need to bring clarity, as our friend Gary Morgan says, truth is always served best on a platter of grace. Yeah. Yeah. Be kind. Be Be very kind. Be kind either way. And um, I mean, I would say we've even had the the opposite problem. I've had several conversations with people that I would love to get more time with, but I just don't have that time with what life looks like right now. So we've had to have the, I'm really sorry. I do really value you, but I just don't get the kind of time that I'd like to get with you. And I just want you to know I do value you, even though life doesn't look like that for me right now. So life is a crazy thing and it does come in cycles. And so the more clearly and the more kindly you can communicate something, often the easier it goes for people's hearts. And sometimes asking them to define, you know, the the, the most comedic phrase I hear a lot is people say, man, I just want to do life with you. And I'm like, can you help me understand what that phrase means to you? Right. Because to some people, I want to do life with you. is like, man, we're going to be covenant blood brothers. It's going to be amazing. And everything I do, you're in the middle. Day. And we're just going to, yeah. man, we're going to raise our children together. And it's going to be awesome. And I'm going to fight your battles. And you're going to fight mine. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. But to some people, well, let's do life together. Is like, can we get a coffee once every now and then? I'm like, oh, yeah. Yes, I, I can, that's your definition. I can easily commit I can do to life that. with you. <laughs> so again, bringing clarity to, you know, what does relationship look like? But as we were talking earlier, you your relationships want to be marked by life. Mm. And if they're not marked by life and fruitfulness, you just need to work out where they need pruned. Yeah. So hopefully that's some help, Michelle. But again, we're kind of limited without knowing who or the situation. But um, again, God bless you as you navigate that thing. All right, AJ Jones, let's wrap this up so I can go bathe my throat in some throat lozenge goodness. All right. I'm going to miss the berry whiteness. Well, it's a, you sound sexy no matter what, baby. So Thanks, so don't babe. worry. It's, it's okay. If you'd like the show notes for today's podcast, go to alanandaj.com slash 144. This whole podcast, we've been talking about devotion I've got a couple of really, really practical steps. If you're feeling your heart is disconnected from the Lord, here's some practical tools to help you get reconnected. The first thing, the cheapest thing, the smallest commitment is AJ's book called Finding Father. It's an amazing 12-week study guide designed to connect you back to the heart of God. One of the things I love doing is reading all the reviews that we get from all over the world about how this book has changed people's lives. To find more information about the book, go to alanandaj.com. That's A-L-Y-N-A-N-D-A-J.com. We'll put a link in the show notes to Finding Father. That's the first thing you can do. The second thing we'd love to encourage you to do is come to the Moore Conference this May. It's going to be an incredible weekend, an incredible opportunity to surround yourself in the presence of God. It's happening May 19th to 20th. Go to gracecenter.us slash more. Again, we'll put a link in the show notes. And then lastly, the biggest commitment, but some of the most amazing returns on your investment is our School of Supernatural Life. It is an eight-month investment into transforming your life 
just getting you so connected to the heart of God. We love watching our students be completely transformed. Again, you can find more information about that by going to gracecenter.us slash school. Thank you as ever for joining us this week for the podcast, and we will see you next week. Faith, life, communication, tacos and video games. Paleo donuts and the kindness of God The things we deal with every day From Franklin, Tennessee They are just like you and me Alan and AJ Keeping up with the Joneses Keeping up with the Joneses Sharing their life experiences Keeping up with the Joneses Talk about faith in God And everything under the sun If you are a human being There's something here for everyone